0: What's up, y'all, and welcome to the 10th episode of something challenge-related. What am I doing it the out, these people? It's time to just bring the Barbies. back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Today, I'll be breaking down the 10th episode of the challenge, Double Agents, A Clockwork Amber. The challenge really has a way of smacking you right in the face with the episode title, doesn't it? I legit don't look at the titles anymore because I'm not trying to get spoilers. From Teresa with love, die another J. That is literally the episode Jay Gets Eliminated and it has both Jay and Die in the title. (laughs) I'll be starting a spinoff series strictly for criticizing the episode titles. In this episode, I'll cover everything from the 65 minutes of the episode spent documenting Lolo and Nam's 10 year marriage they've somehow experienced over the course of a few months and the other 10 minutes that was the rest of the episode. As always, there will be spoilers ahead and with that, let's fucking hit it! I don't think that I have to change a partner, because I think we can still work good with each other. We need, just need to try to figure out how, and I'm not a person who gives up when things getting difficult, because teamwork definitely makes the dream work, so that's one thing we have to work on. We kick off this episode with Big Brother celebrating their third Gold Skull. Amber B still needs to secure hers, and then I guess Lolo too? I don't know, she feels like a B Team Alliance member, if Lolo is listening to this, please don't kill me. Devon and CT are analyzing the current landscape of the game, and y'all, I know people feel all kinds of way about Devon, but if one thing is true, the man is smart. The Gold Skull crew really is going to start trying to act out of self-preservation, and if you can find a way to successfully capitalize on that, you're going to have a lot of political control. Now, correctly wielding said control is a different story, as we will come to see in this very episode. <laughs> So, CT calls out Cam and Kyle and Leroy and Casey as the two biggest threats in the final right now, which I would definitely agree with. Anissa is a boss, but I don't think she has the endurance to be a potent threat against those other two teams, and everyone else has at least one member of their partnership who still needs to get a gold skull. Big Brother might be dangerous politically right now, but Cam and Leroy have that added edge in that they are set up for that challenge title. We then get a bit of hookup drama, woohoo, you know I love some hookup drama, and by hookup drama, I mean Gabby and Fessy kissing for like four seconds. <laughs> I wasn't exactly hot and bothered, let's just put it that way. Speaking of boner killers, we then stop watching the challenge and begin watching a poorly rated episode of Dr. Phil. Well, honestly, Mr. Phil, homie has some serious credential issues. So Nam and Lolo are sitting there trying to work through their communication, but while Lolo is ready to go down into the crater and swap partners, Nam wants to keep trying their collaboration. The root of the problem is that Lolo thinks Nam doesn't compromise, and Nam thinks Lolo disrespects him. Lolo is getting a lot of hate on Twitter, and while I agree Nam is the most precious thing on planet Earth, and we must protect him at all costs, I do think a bit of that criticism is a little unfair. She is certainly a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, no doubt. But <laughs> when you're in this pressure cooker as a rookie with a million dollars on the line, and on top of that you are a competitive athlete, I get how you could feel extra pressed about communication issues, even if they're mostly imaginary. Where I think Lolo was the most wrong, though, was trying to argue with Nam's point about English being his second language, with his first language being German. She's over here trying to say, I lived in Germany. Girl, what? That is not what he was asking. He's trying to be very vulnerable with you about an insecurity in the game. And she kind of weaponized that against him, and I really didn't fuck with that. Basically, I do think it's gray, and I don't think Lolo deserves the level of hate she's getting, but I am certainly team Nam. We lastly get a little bit of conflict between Amber B and Gabby. Again, proving these rookie girls, plus Big T, are here for the drama, as am I, before we head on into the challenge. We keep finding like Devin's pieces. I'm totally covering them up, Devin, sorry. Devin is one person that potentially would throw in Tessie and myself, or Josh and Nani. So it would be great if Devin doesn't win this challenge. We're right here. Today's daily is called Black Sand Ops, and y'all, I'm not gonna lie, I LOVED this mission. I'm all about these kinds of challenges that are a mix of strategy, endurance, and puzzles. I think my favorite daily of all time was in Battle of the Seasons, when they had to bring those logs up that mountain in that little mini-final. Shout out to Miss Devon, if that gives you kind of a frame of reference for the kind of dailies that I just love. The challengers are on a black sand beach and sprint into rows and rows of torches. Buried under each torch is a puzzle piece, with different colors corresponding to different teams. If you find your own puzzle piece, you can run it back to your platform. But if you find someone else's, you can choose to either flag them down, or you can bury it back in the black sand. The first pair to collect all 10 pieces and complete their puzzle, which is reassembling an Icelandic totem, wins the challenge. After an epic slow motion intro, and y'all know I love a good slow motion sprint, (laughs) the pairs burst into the maze of torches and begin looking for pieces it becomes pretty clear that people do not want Gabby and Devin to win. Anytime they find their pieces, they just get slowly buried all the way back up. (laughs) Josh and Nani, Fessy and Anissa, Leroy and Casey, and Cam and Kyle seem to be the main four pairs that are helping one another. Which, y'all, if these four were trying to come together in form some sort of cross-functional power alliance, it would just be game over for everyone else. I don't think there's a world where Kyle would actually work with Fessy and Josh, but hey, Devin won a physical elimination this season, so really anything is possible. Josh and Nani finish leaps and bounds before everyone else, but don't go check the answer key because they can apparently see it from where they are. See it from where they are? This does not count as a puzzle. This is how you teach toddlers shapes. (laughs) This show gives me gray hairs, y'all. So Corey and Amber M are the next to finish, and even though they are second, I low-key was still not counting them as realistically winning this challenge. Is that shady? I love them both. Big T and CT are a quick third, and start to make up some ground themselves. They are continuing to vehemently support one another, which is so precious. I know in the mid-season trailer some conflict bubbles up, but they're so cute right now, and I'm just going to continue living in this fantasy. After that, most of the teams do end up finishing, except for Kyle and Cam, Fessy and Anissa, Amber B and Darrell, who, Durrell <laughs> Darrell self-identifies as acting dumb as fuck, which have me rolling. And lastly, Nam and Lolo, with Nam saying he might have pulled his back during this challenge. Y'all, if there is another medical DQ, I am going to cry. So Big T and CT are the first two to call a check, but they do have something wrong. And then, out of the blue, Gabby and Devin finish the puzzle and win the coveted spot as this week's double agents. Now that is T, y'all. The one team that basically no one wanted to win pulled it out. They're surely going to make some crazy political moves, right? Ridge city right now. Yeah. are gonna do as I ask them to do. What they're gonna f- go down. So as we return to headquarters, it looks like CT and Nam are itching to try to get down into the arena. Devon's first in line is CT, but Nam is a tight second. For those of y'all who have watched this episode already, this was an interesting setup because it didn't seem to materialize into anything. Nom and Lolo have been given a lot of backstory these past few episodes, so I take it that's going to come to fruition soon, but I swear to god, if this just ends up with Lolo quitting and Nom getting medically DQ'd, I am flying to Bernie Muppets and fist fighting every single producer, y'all can hold me to it! <laughs> so then we disco into the ice dome, and Devin unsuccessfully tries to pull a big T and set up a VIP lounge with a sign that says Big Brother Sucks, I say unsuccessfully, because we see him create this sign and then we don't seem to see him again for the rest of the evening, but it was a very good try. (laughs) So Corey is gassing Amber M all the way up to go into the crater, both because he wants to get himself in there and get a gold skull, and because if it ends up being a girl's day, the odds of him getting a new partner are pretty high. Amber M wants to go against Amber B or Nani, because those are the two who have been talking a lot of shit, and that actually gives me a lot of respect for Amber M, because if we're talking about her best chance of getting a Gold Skull, it's likely against a Gabby or a Big T, but she's not willing to turn on them because they're her closest allies, and would rather take on these much tougher competitors in Amber B or Nani than go against her friends. And I have some mad respect for that. I get she's friends with the other Amber too, but there has definitely been some tension there, so it makes a little bit more sense. We also get the first glimpse of Gabrielle wanting to go in. I have no idea if that's her full name. <laughs> Devin is really gunning for Josh and Nani and trying to discourage Gabby in case it ends up being a guy's day, and that would risk his gold skull. Speaking of gunning for Josh and Nani, Devin then later that night is telling Cam and Kyle that if people don't vote for the team, he's gonna fight them. Cam does not give a fuck, and Kyle's pretending to not know what's going on, so I would say all in all an unsuccessful lobby. But then Josh comes in and we are on the brink of the 8th penis size contest of the season, when Queen Big T swoops in and is like, y'all better not, and thank God for Big T. Every time Josh and Devin fight, a little part of me dies. (laughs) So don't worry, guys and gals, because... Even though that fight didn't happen, we do get a little bit of fighting when Gabby swoops in and is mad at Devon for not listening to her. She wants to go in no matter what because she really has a good feeling it's girls' day given the amount of girls' skulls left, but Devon is like, nah, dog. I feel mixed because Devon is smart and does know that if Josh and Nani are in fact the house vote and it's a physical elimination, Josh is just much bigger and that, that would be a really big risk. But on the flip side, Josh is his biggest rival at the moment, so if it ends up being a guy's day, step the fuck up and take a shot at the guy who you've been feeling has been against you this entire season. So we then slide into the next morning and we get a sweet shot of Leroy and Nani strategizing. I just, y'all, I am manifesting a Nani-Leroy win. I don't know how that's going to come to fruition, but Nani and Leroy, let's get it trending. We round out this section with Nam and Lolo's 80th conflict of the episode. Nam thinks they should try and rally the votes to go into the crater so that they can swap partners, but Lolo actually now doesn't think they have the numbers, which, in her defense, they don't. <laughs> you can't decide 35 seconds before deliberation that you want to go in, and alright everyone, change of plans. <laughs> so this brings up all kinds of drama, and Lolo is just basically at her wit's end, with Nam being much too nice and handsome. <laughs> what a tough life this must be for our resident dual Olympic athlete. Paired on her rookie season with an engineer who is kind and sculpted like a Greek god. Tough life. (laughs) And poor Casey's just kind of retreating into the background here. She's very good at that, so I guess this is kind of playing to her strengths. What a time to be alive. So that sets the stage for the voting. I do think it's a girls day. One thing for sure is that Corey and I are on the same page and we both want to go in. There's some teams that one girl wants to go in, the guy doesn't want to go in. The guy wants to go in, the girl doesn't want to go in. I've been on the chopping block for weeks now, and now I'm confident, and I really want to get my skull. The main contending parties in this deliberation are Corey and Amber M. and Lolo and Nam, which is hilarious because even though Devin is running his Josh and Nani rampage, almost no one is even looking in their direction. Corey and Amber M. give their spiel, followed by Lolo's emotional speech regarding her current mental state. She says she doesn't care who she goes against because, you know, she's Lolo Jones. And while she's giving this speech, everyone is just kind of twiddling their thumbs. They're avoiding eye contact at all costs. I mean, in the words of Darrell, they're like, girl, this is a you problem. If y'all have issues, that's good for us. That was so funny. She's out here, you know, trying to make this moving speech about how she can't take it. And all these challengers are just kind of like, doo-doo doo. Did anyone hear anything? No? No, Amber I'm and Corey, y'all wanna go in? All right, Gucci, let's do let's do that. So Corey then cuts in right after this and is like, Well, that's kind of tough for you, but you should have said something before. Which, damn, Corey, that was cold! <laughs> He's literally just like, yeah, no, I hear you, but yeah, uh, that's not gonna happen for sure. Um, so the votes unfold, and to no surprise, most people do go for Corey and Amber M. That makes sense because they're perceivably a vulnerable team and could be a really good opportunity for many to get their gold skull. The only people to not vote them in are Lolo and Nam, who vote for themselves, and CT and Kyle, who both vote for Nani and Josh. Wow, I wonder who's working for Devin at this point. That does surprise me a little bit because I know CT and Kyle have their beef with Josh, but they both kind of ride with Nani, and with Devin and Gabby in the power seat, who knows what kind of team that would be thrown against them. But y'all know where I stand about CT's loyalty this season. Homie has been all over the place. So Devin and Gabby go into the chamber and receive the information, and Devin is upset that his plan didn't work. He then starts to go for Cam and Kyle. Remember earlier when I said Devin was smart? He wants to go for Cam, if it's a girl's day, against Amber M. (laughs) And then when Gabby shoots that down, he suggests Casey. I'm like, what? Against Amber M. Devin, what do you think is going to happen? That Amber M. is going to grow six inches between now and the crater? Look, I'm not counting her out because she really does have a lot of heart and determination, but come on. Cam and Casey, and then he suggests Lolo, and then Anissa. I'm like, Devin, you are going off the Rockers right now. Gabby is a rookie and is making a hundred times more sense than Devin. I get that he's frustrated with his performance right now as a double agent, but I was sitting there like, this poor Gabby, she's like, you realize they're going to come back and eat me alive, right? And Devin's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't really care though. So Matt brings us into the crater. <laughs> I don't think this was what the challenge gods had in mind when they created all Brawl. Excuse me, sorry, let me get my eyes at yours. I think you dropped it. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to look at my ball. You want something? Yeah. So as we walk into the crater, we see the second appearance of a challenge classic, Hall Brawl. The elimination that took out Amber M's first partner, Nelson. I guess that's poetic in a way. (laughs) So the rest of the house learns that Corey and Amber M are voted down. Devin perceivably doesn't let Gabby go down, so they decide to go on Amber B and Darrell, which shakes Amber B all the way up because Gabby promised her she wasn't going in today. I'll take a moment here to say that I'd be curious to know what happens if they did end up at a standstill, and Gabby was like, I'm going in, and Devin is like, I'm absolutely not. I'm guessing they would just go down into elimination, but I'm wondering if the power would shift to someone else. I don't know, I'm a little surprised we haven't figured that out this season. Um, because, you know, so many partners are kind of working in different alliances. I'm surprised they've always been voting the same way. I also learned in the after show that Gabby just looked at Devin and pointed at her face, which means that she didn't want it to get hull bralled. And that's so hilarious. I mean, girl, if that's the moneymaker, sure. But you're gonna wear a helmet. You're not going in there, padless. So this version of hull brawl is slightly different. Instead of just trying to get through, you're trying to retrieve three balls from the other side and bring them back to your side. So you'd probably guess there'd be a lot of head bashing in the middle, right? Well, <laughs> Before we learn the gender of this elimination, we get a bit of a weird conflict between Josh and Nani and Gabby and Devin. Devin then makes a slight to Josh about putting your helmet back on, and I want it to be clear that this is a reference to individuals with special needs, and I do not fuck with that at all. Devin has certainly been entertaining this season, but that is just absolutely unacceptable. So we learn it's a woman's elimination, which officially makes it a battle of the Ambers. We get a handful of dad jokes about cheering for Amber, overlaid with a crazy clash of Amber B just trucking Amber M in that first impact when the elimination begins. Okay, low-key, haul brawl looks so fun, y'all. I mean, it also looks terrible, but damn. If anyone is trying to haul brawl, hit me up, because that... I have a really skinny haul in my house in San Francisco, and so I'm wondering if just one of my housemates is on their way to get breakfast, if I could just charge them and see what happens. I don't know how much they would love that, but, you know, we'll see. (laughs) Only time will tell. So, Gabby basically realizes right away the fatal mistake she made by not coming down herself. Amber B is off to an incredibly strong start. And in the meantime, Amber M is all over the place. I mean, she accidentally grabs Amber B's ball, she throws it down to the sand, she avoids Amber B at all costs, and then we get this extended period where they're just like kind of making it a foot race. So realizing she is about to lose, Amber M decides to get physical again and lowers her shoulder and rams into Amber B, but let's just say this has limited success. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but Amber B showed up in this elimination. Mad props for her performance in this hall, bro. I know Amber M isn't the strongest competitor, but she has some fight in her, and all around, I actually really liked this elimination, despite what many people on Twitter were saying. Devin in the after show was like, that's the worst elimination I've ever seen, and I was like, Devin, have you seen some of the ones that you've been in? Do you remember any of Rivals 3? So, Amber B wins with a slow motion shot of her literally shoving Amber M face down into the sand, and earns that fourth gold skull for the women. That is the fourth skull going to Big Brother, which, y'all know what that means, Big Brother is shady as fuck, so you know something's gonna be coming in the distance. Before TJ even gets the chance to offer a partner swap, Amber B says she wants to stick with Darrell. When she turned to Corey and was like, I'm definitely not going to you, I was like, damn Amber B, y'all, y'all are savage this episode. And that one to me was a really strong decision. I mean, Darrell is easily one of the front runners to win a final. And as a rookie, I think that puts you, that positions you really well because the vets aren't going to want to piss off Darrell. It is hard because he'll need to go back down and try to get his gold skull. And if that ends up being a women's elimination, you could get kind of screwed, but Overall, I definitely agree with that decision. This has been an incredibly interesting season so far. I mean, we're not even halfway through, and we have lost some powerhouses. I mean, Nicole Z, Natalie, Wes, Ashley, Tori, Nelson, and Teresa, and we're not even halfway through. I mean, this really clears the way for a fresh face to take home that championship. We now only have one gold skull left overall, and it's for the ladies. But we are teed up for a men's elimination next week, with Corey as our rogue agent. Again after going through five partners. This also sucks for Corey because he won't have the chance to go into next week's elimination, and being the rogue agent without a gold skull is really almost a disadvantage at this point. I mean, if you see an elimination that you want against an opponent that you want, I'm guessing you can't nominate yourself because you can't get voted for. We'll have to see how that kind of plays out. With that, let's go ahead and slide on into this week's award ceremony. For those new to the show, I give out four awards each episode. Worst moment, best moment, quote from the GOAT, and player of the episode. Diving right in, the worst moment was definitely how much time was dedicated to Nam and Lolo's partnership. When I saw Twitter release that clip of Nani and Leroy celebrating their 10-year real-world anniversary, I was livid they chose to show six hours of the Nam and Lolo show, instead of a heartwarming moment like that with two favorites. As someone who lives for the drama, I get why producers might think that's interesting, but we'd way rather see the Nani Leroy content than reruns of Lolo berating Nam and him just kind of sadly looking into the distance. The best moment was the composition of today's daily challenge. I said it before, I just love challenges like this. It's anyone's game, there's a combination of speed, strategy, and smarts. Excellent job. The best quote was (laughs) from Kyle when he said, There's a few things I'm sure of when I come to the challenge. TJ hates us and wants us to suffer as much as possible. The volume in this bus? Astronomical. (laughs) And finally, player of the episode is Amber M. I know some of y'all on Twitter are gonna have something to say about this one, but hear me out. Amber M served us gold star reality TV this season. I mean, they edited out her love triangle with Michi and Liv, and she still managed to give us the drama we desperately needed. She also embodies a lot of the qualities that all star rookies hold. She wasn't afraid to throw herself down there, she speaks her mind, she politics, she has heart. Amber M, I am a stan. I did have two honorable mentions, first being Corey. All that being said, I have to give Corey honorable mention for really gassing Amber M. up to go into elimination because you know his ass wanted to switch. That subplot had me rolling. I'm like, Corey, you're so fucking shady. And then second is Amber B. I have to give honorable mention to our other resident Amber because she got her first ever elimination win. And the fact she sent one of the Ambers home is great, so we can stop doing the fifth grade Amber M. Amber B. situation. I'm getting traumatizing flashbacks to being Alex K. until I was like 20. (laughs) So another fantastic episode, and I think that it's going to be interesting when we finally run out of gold skulls and start to see how the political dynamic begins to shift. I know a lot of people on Twitter have said they don't like the skull twist, but I do kind of like the fact that you have to earn your place in the final. I definitely don't think I want to see it forever, but I think I'm just traumatized for more of the Worlds too. watching all these people skate all the way to the final and, you know, giving Rogan $250,000 for painting one nail and hooking up with a D. So with that? Take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future. All right.